Sync is coming in on my audio at the one second mark because I just started recording. Damn it. I really wanted to keep your oh boy. <laughs> We're here. Deal with it. We're talking Star Wars. Even worse. We're finally free. I think this might be our worst opener. Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, the game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen. I'm your co-host Wes, and this is. And I'm your other other co-host Ethan. I'm trying to match the pace of Rise of Skywalker right now, so if we could just keep it moving, please. (laughs) Fair, fair. We need to get this going. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Uh, And Ethan's current score in Star Wars is seventy-three point seven five out of a possible uh, at the end of the day one hundred and sixty at this point. Yes, uh, and it will eventually be one hundred eighty. At the end of this episode, when we finally tally up my score, I'm very excited to see the percentage. Can I use it to take the GRE? And finally, we will learn whether Ethan is a toxic fan or not. I'm very excited because I have talked to a couple people about this movie after watching it who are Star Wars fans. Every single person I've talked to told me that this movie made them hate Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Like they were a big fan of the whole series and they watched it and now they hate the entire franchise uh we'll get into possible reasons for why that is uh (laughs) but right now everyone needs to know we feel completely neutral about this movie at top we don't review movies until the end (laughs) we have no feelings associated with the movie in fact we don't review movies (laughs) we watch them or we don't follow us on letterboxd uh, alright, so we're gonna jump into the quiz. Um, open-ended questions are first. Wait, hold on, are we sure this is the quiz? Where's the... Let me get my knife with a protractor to figure out if this is the exact <laughs> right part where we jump into the quiz. It wasn't a protractor, Ethan. <laughs> it was a compass. <laughs> Not even that. <laughs> You could not tell me what it actually was. I didn't understand it all. All I know is that it was what was needed to keep the story going. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Speaking of keep going, let's keep rolling. It's no time. What do you know about it? You said Kylo and Rey fight in this movie, and there's also a kiss. Kylo dies. All of this is correct so far. (laughs) Um... John Boyega's pissed off about it because he doesn't do anything in it. Correct. He sure does it. <laughs> uh, Poe gets way too much time and is the leader of the resistance. This is true. Mm-hmm. We did watch this movie together. I would like the audience to know. Yes. Because <laughs> I was trying to remember, was Wes there when I was saying Finn's catchphrase of seeing someone in danger screaming their name and running in that direction until someone stops him. I haven't seen this movie since John Boyega came out pretty publicly against it, or at least against how Disney treated him. Mm -hmm. And boy, did I see his role in this movie very differently. 
Like, they do, if you go into it without knowing that, they do a pretty good job of just completely sidelining him and making him, making you not even notice. Mm -hmm. But if you are looking for him, it is unmistakably disgusting what they had done to him. Yes. While with Rose, it is not ignorable at all. (laughs) Yeah. With Rose, you just see a person who was excised from a film series. Yes. With him, he's still in every scene. He's just not doing anything. <laughs> um, you also said, this is where you got stuff wrong. You said Ray's now training with Yoda. And Hux has become Snoke. <laughs> there's no time for training, and there's certainly no time for Hux. <laughs> but there is time for boring... <laughs> boring empire guy i could not tell you what his fucking name was uh so i give you half a point just the idea that they (laughs) they came into this movie and they were like okay hux he's kind of like this nuanced villain he's got some sides to him how do we roll with that get him the fuck out of there (laughs) is what you do with him and what if we replaced him with an older man who doesn't really seem to have any established character traits other than that he's antagonistic towards Hux, even though Hux already has that relationship with a far more interesting character. No, 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 no. Those two shouldn't even see each other in this movie. They had a contentious relationship at the end of the last movie. First of all, don't talk about that last movie. Second of all, definitely don't put them together again. How are we going to explain that? Keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> That's the thing. You don't have to if you just keep it moving. <laughs> Ethan, what is a Sith Wayfinder? And where is at least one located? Can you answer this question now? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say before? Or do you want to reveal that after? You said a Sith Wayfinder helps you find a student that has the potential to join the dark side. Nah. Nah, it helps you find fucking... Sheev Palpatine is what it does. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you find uh, sh- uh, a Sith Wayfinder is how you find Sheev Palpatine. The first one, uh, Kylo just had it, and the second one. No, the uh, first one was found on the planet. I talked about it when we watched it. Exegol? No, Exegol no, that's where was where Palpatine they are. is. Oh, they were on... No. We've seen it in a previous movie. It's not. Because Endor is where the other one is. Uh-huh. The moon of Endor. Um, the first one was on... I don't know. I don't remember. I don't... It's they where Obi-Wan me. had the high ground. Oh, <laughs> Mustafar. That's right. The first one's on Mustafar. Which... Can you blame me for not remembering? Because you did have to tell me. There's no other context clues outside of the novelization, but... <laughs> hey, I mean, what what is Mustafar if not Space Detroit? <laughs> Completely unrecognizable from the age of industry. It has cooled off. Uh, I think the implication is when Obi-Wan and Anakin sliced up those computers that were controlling the lava flow and then all those Shut explosions happened. Shut down the happened. whole place. Now it's just a snow planet. It didn't look like ash. <laughs> Nobody tasted it and said, oh, ash. Uh, 
what is on the planet Exegol? We've already talked about this. Uh, you said wiggly black worms that give you power. <laughs> I wish it was wiggly black worms. What? Instead, it's the master of unlimited power himself, Sheev Palpatine. Along and with a bunch what? of <laughs> um, ten billion star destroyers. Whoops. Excuse you. Beep beep. Um, it's Exegol was the planet where Palpatine was storing all of the Empire's forces to use later. It was his deep freezer that he has in the garage, but it was full of Star Destroyers and statues of Sith Lords. Yes, and uh, your and audience? What? Oh, and the Snoke clone uh, drink. The Snoke clone drink, as well as... What are they called? They're called... The secret midichlorian monks? Essentially. They're called... Keep it moving. Keep it moving. It doesn't matter what they're called. Uh, They're a bunch of uh, people in hoods. They're evil. They love (laughs) Palpatine, and they only show up sometimes. They might be ghosts. It doesn't matter. Uh, They did pay for season tickets to watch the They did. They they loved watching Kylo uh, and Rey fight (laughs) Sheev. They loved it. They loved it. <laughs> but then once the show was over, they got out of there. <laughs> because you know what? You got to keep it moving. Yep. What force powers uh, does Ray demonstrate in this movie? I genuinely can't believe I got one of these right. <laughs> well, I think you had an inkling of where uh, her uh, heritage was coming I from. I did. And <laughs> when she used Force Titty, we all lost our minds. Uh, you, As you uh, have already revealed, one of your guesses was Force Titty. Um, <laughs> Force Shield was another one. You said telecommunication. Like She turns into AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> On the point of telecommunication, though, uh, in the last movie, uh, the ability that connects <laughs> Kylo and Rey is something that Snoke is doing. Um, but apparently now they just do it by themselves whenever they want. And they can pass and steal <laughs> objects from one another. <laughs> they have a full-on <laughs> secret inventory, like a video game. <laughs> Yes, it doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> and the correct answer, Force Lightning. Um, mm-hmm. I gave you half a point for this because there's only other one other new Force power that Ray demonstrates. <laughs> force Healing. Anakin... <laughs> Could have really used... <laughs> Could have really used that. Literally killed for it. Never got it. And Ray seems to have just stumbled upon the ability to... <laughs> Yep. No one taught. Why would someone need to teach you force powers? Hey, the if, force just. If Anakin had does... found a wounded snake, he would have unlocked. <laughs> he would have learned power. it. All he needed was to find the snake that killed Ochi. If he had just had a study guide to the skill tree. <laughs> oh, he didn't buy the <laughs> the Brady games or Prima guides for being a Jedi. Those weren't in the old books. <laughs> 
what weapon is now threatening the galaxy? You said Starkiller Base 2! Exclamation mark. <laughs> Starkiller Base 2 is just tiny little laser on extra Star Destroyers <laughs> now. That, upon my third viewing of this movie, look far more phallic than I remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a little wiener on the ship. Yes. Um, so you're exiting the open-ended questions with a point. That's fine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, just so the audience is aware, Wes watched this movie twice in the past, like, two weeks. No, I didn't watch the movie. I thought I would have to end up watching the movie to make this quiz, but I ended up not having time to do that, so I used Wikipedia. <laughs> ah, that's my favorite way to make quizzes for this show. Try to go back through the episodes and see which ones I used Wikipedia to make. (laughs) And I'll assure you, I don't remember. Yep. Multiple choice. How many times is Ray directly asked what her last name is? The options were once, twice, thrice, or zero times. You said thrice. Is it only twice? It is. It's only twice. Can you remember the two times she's asked what her last name is? Um, She's asked in the beginning of the movie by just some random fuck. At the Burning Man celebration. Yeah, that's right. At Burning Man, they ask her what her name is. And it has to be translated for her that they need to know her family name. <laughs> and I just want to put it because we won't be talking about that scene uh, until Lando. But uh, figure out all the what... puppets in that scene, I thought, were not well created. There was no time. So the puppets, first of all, manufactured poorly. The puppeteers were not given enough time to really feel them out either. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a bad looking scene. And from a cultural standpoint, harkens back to the good old days of the original trilogy. <laughs> So, if your favorite parts of the original's trilogy were cultural insensitivity, it's back, baby. <laughs> and, of course, what was the second and final time she was asked what her last name was? Ah, uh, that one old, old lady on Tatooine. Which we all know Ray has such a close relationship <laughs> with Tatooine that she would know to go there. Especially Luke and Leia have a strong connection to Tatooine still. Mm-hmm. Luke definitely they wasn't trying it. to run away from them. No, he definitely didn't hate being there. And I tell you what, Anakin uh, didn't hate being there either. <laughs> Everyone in the Star Wars series loves Tatooine. <laughs> R2 and C-3PO love Tatooine. Only good things ever happen to them there. Leia wore that sexy metal bikini at Tatooine. <laughs> loves Tatooine. <laughs> Han was frozen in carbonite on Tatooine. Even Boba loves Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> By far the worst planet to go to. If we're on Tatooine, some of the worst shit in the world is about to happen. My favorite shark pod racer died on Tatooine. Honestly, it's the only person who ever had a positive experience on Tatooine. Obi-Wan? <laughs> yeah, but he didn't really do it. He was just trying to fix his car there. 
Yeah, he might as well have pulled over on the side of the road. He's trying to fix his car there. And then, I guess in between episodes three and four, he was just living his life. (laughs) (laughs) Probably chilling out. Sure, he cut off Pigface's guy's arm, but you gotta do it. They were never friends. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It would have been different if they were friends. (laughs) (laughs) He would have just chopped off his leg if they were friends. Bonus question was. What is Ray's last name? He said she doesn't get one, uh, but it would be Skywalker if she did. Uh, So I gave you half a point. I'll take half a point for that. (laughs) That's somewhat correct. So what is her last name? Palpatine. (laughs) Why not? Uh, Yes. uh... Truly, why not? This is what J.J. was thinking when he wrote the script. For some reason, this movie recontextualizes all of Star Wars as just being a conflict between Palpatines and Skywalkers. If we go back to, if we made prequels before the prequels, it would just be Skywalker. We're going to learn that Anakin's father really was some magical being. He's the he's the Adam Warlock of the Skywalker of the Star Wars universe. Well, my headcanon, this is where it gets confusing with my headcanon, because the whole immaculate conception of Anakin, to me, the implication always was when Palpatine reveals in episode three that his master taught him how to create life. I thought the implication always was that he created Anakin. Hmm. But of course it's never explicitly stated, so I guess whatever. <laughs> it doesn't he was created by God. He's Jesus. <laughs> so when you as you know, Star Wars was always an allegory about God fighting the devil. <laughs> At the end of the day. The Christian God fighting the Christian devil. I thought it was an allegory for just Feuding neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Just two guys who really didn't get along. <laughs> and the dislike is passed down from generation to generation. Do you know that the far sequel to uh, Star Wars is actually Klaus? The Skywalker and Palpatine <laughs> families actually moved to the same island. <laughs> and they're constantly at odds with each other. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, and she finally does reveal her last name when she's asked. Um, she just adopts the last name of Skywalker. There aren't, there isn't anyone to stop her. (laughs) (laughs) They are all dead. (laughs) The fact that she is only visited by the ghosts of Luke and Leia... It feels pretty insulting <laughs> to, like, anyone else who can appear as a Force ghost. Yeah, like, why wouldn't Ben Solo show up as well? Why wouldn't yeah. Anakin show up, too? Why wouldn't... Fuck, Obi- Why wouldn't, uh... Yeah. What's his name? Lars? <laughs> yeah, Lars should be there. It's his... <laughs> Lars isn't actually a Force ghost. He's a regular ghost haunting his old house. <laughs> Ever since I lost my leg. (laughs) (laughs) Owen and Baru are just like floating around. This is our home. I thought I was talking about Owen's father. 
Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. They're all they're, they're all dead, and they all died. Well, there. we never saw Anakin's stepfather slash mother's slave owner die. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a rich family tree. <laughs> complicated ancestry results uh <laughs> well my father was god <laughs> my stepfather's my mother's slave owner and i'm second cousins with larry david um <laughs> but um i just want to say one final critique on the whole name thing that I didn't bring up when we were watching this. A lot, one criticism I saw that I think would have made this movie more interesting, if they really needed to make <laughs> Ray's last name be Palpatine, even though that name literally means nothing to her because she had no relation to that period in time. <laughs> mm-hmm. If she were to actually have had an established relationship and knowledge of Palpatine, like there's a nuance story that could be told of her coming to terms with trying to reestablish that name as something honorable like trying to reclaim the name but wes you gotta keep it moving (laughs) you gotta keep it moving fair (laughs) what becomes of chewbacca fake answers were he is ray accidentally blows him up in a ship which is <laughs> okay. So this is a fake answer, but it demands discussion. <laughs> well, let me just finish up the rest of them, and then we can get back to that. Because um, the actual answer also warrants discussion. <laughs> it warranted such little discussion compared to the first yes. one. <laughs> He's reunited with his Wookiee family on Kashyyyk. It is your answer was it is unclear what becomes of him after the final battle. And the real answer is he is finally awarded a medal with no context. Mm-hmm. So let's explore the ship blowing up first. There's so much to fucking talk about <laughs> with this scene. So let's set it up. Uh, they're on a, yet another desert planet where the Burning this is Man. The, this is the Burning Man planet. Yes. Um, they find an old Jedi hunter's ship or was it we're not going to talk about ochi i refuse to talk about (laughs) ochi right now is there anything to talk about (laughs) too much this unknown character named ochi had a ship (laughs) uh that they are trying to steal and ray senses kylo and goes to confront him chewy for some goddamn reason leaves the ship (laughs) just walks the fuck off because he doesn't want to be the- he needs to get take a smoke i guess <laughs> guess what the knights of run are there posing up a storm and <laughs> looking so good <laughs> and they put they slap handcuffs on that wookie <laughs> they book do him. they fight him no he does not even <laughs> fight back they just arrest him <laughs> and book him <laughs> I just realized that all the Knights of Ren survived that scene, too. <laughs> Who the fuck was on that ship? <laughs> no one? So what we see is, is Chewbacca being booked and put on this, like, passenger ship to be taken <laughs> up to Kylo's ship. And uh, 
then we, after Ray and Kylo have had this huge confrontation, and Kylo should have died in a fiery explosion. <laughs> his uh, his Tie Fighter exploded on the surface of this planet while he was still in it. So this is just one piece of Kylo's power that we had yet to understand before in just how strong these two characters are. Truly unlimited power. <laughs> yeah. Palpatine had no idea. Um, so then uh, we see the passenger ship that was presumably carrying Chewie uh, flying off. Uh, Finn does his signature phrase where he looks at the ship. He knows uh, instinctually that Chewie is on. He goes, Chewie! <laughs> and then Ray, of course, demonstrates the force power of stopping a large <laughs> vessel <laughs> from flying During away. takeoff. <laughs> she holds it in the air. And you're like, okay, she's struggling to bring it down. Uh, so let's have <laughs> Kylo fight her back by trying to push the ship. <laughs> Back up into space. So while we last saw them play tug of war with a small lightsaber and it ripped in half in seconds, now we get to see them play tug of war with a ship desperately trying to get into orbit. (laughs) Just imagine the pilot of that ship. There wasn't any. There was no one on the ship. So so we uh, then see Ray accidentally use force lightning. The only time she uses force lightning in the whole movie. <laughs> and the ship explodes. Both uh, Finn and Ray proclaim Chewie, knowing that he was on the ship, because they have an omniscient third eye like we, the audience. Yes. Uh, only to find, much later in the movie... Chewie was on a different ship and is still getting arrested. (laughs) He's been booked and processed. (laughs) Fingerprinted. (laughs) Me and Kira both furious going, this is how they killed Chewbacca. And then he comes back and then we both go, why was he there at all? Why did that scene happen? Only to get more frustrated by how lack, uh, any lack of guilt or remorse or grief there is. Over there's her. no, there's literally no time. We gotta keep it moving. And then, I swear we feel more grief over some random character's death than the character's perceived death of Chewbacca. It's just a dog, damn dog. They, they find him again later and they don't care. Well, if you remember, uh, on... Uh, what's his name's planet when Ray does sense Chewie's presence? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It makes it, no. There's a point where Ray's on the planet's surface and senses Chewie's presence in the Star Destroyer above the planet. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, she's like he's there. Oh, great! We can just sense people from a million miles away now. <laughs> I thought that was that thing that made Kylo special. <laughs> Fuck it, we can all do it now. It just kicked in for Ray. She couldn't sense it when she blew up the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and finally the real answer he is finally warrior medal with no context this is of course a reaction to fans for decades complaining that Chewie didn't get a medal at the end of the first movie um, so Kira noted something which is important which you would only know if you're the props master for the rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. uh, because there's no time you can't have Maz Kanata talking about this in any way. Why would you? 
Uh, apparently the medal that is given to Chewie is Han's medal from the first movie, which does have a strong emotional impact if that was let to linger at all or we knew that it was his in the <laughs> script at all. Honestly, for fans, for the casual fan who doesn't care about that... Let's say you just got into Star Wars as the sequel series began. Yeah. This means nothing to you. <laughs> if anything, it leads to more questions because it's just like, why is he getting a medal but no one else? <laughs> Yo, who the fuck is this movie for? <laughs> the fans. I didn't even think about the demographics <laughs> of who this movie is for. It's for no one. What does General Hux do in this movie? Die. <laughs> Fake answers were he desperately tries to learn the Jedi arts in order to overcome Kylo. That would have been cool. Uh, that was his storyline in the original Star Wars Episode Nine: The Duel of the Fates. Fuck, I forgot to watch that. It's fine. <laughs> um, I had such a shit day I didn't watch it. <laughs> Other fake answers, he is killed for tr- failing to clone Captain Phasma successfully. <laughs> <laughs> We needed Phasma back. We loved that character. Um, your answer is he is shown flying into deep space, leaving room for his return in a future movie. I wish. <laughs> but the correct answer is he betrays the First Order and becomes a resistance spy. <laughs> well, of course, we never see this. Whoa, what's the first word in the text crawl of this movie? The dead speak. <laughs> the dead speak. <laughs> Oh, man. The sequels truly have the worst text scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. War! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I would say it doesn't make any sense how his character came from delivering Hitler-like speeches in Episode 7 to becoming a member of the Resistance, but... uh... Well, don't worry about it. Keep it moving. (laughs) He's killed in the immediate following scene. It's like when I jokingly said after the January 6th insurrection and McConnell spoke out against Trump, I was like, Mitch McConnell, welcome to the resistance. (laughs) (laughs) You did it, buddy. Me and McConnell grab beers now. (laughs) I stand McConnell. (laughs) You're asking, who appears before Kylo as a ghost? Um... You can't answer this question. There's He might not be a ghost. <laughs> well, I purposefully didn't say force ghost. I just left it as ghost. Um, because it could be, you know, real ghosts are actually figments of people's imagination. Um, so No. <laughs> okay. Real ghosts are real. Oh. Hot. This is truly the hottest take in this episode. Hot take. Uh, fake answers. This one's also from episode 9. The Duel of the Fates, the uh, fake episode nine. Luke, who is constantly haunting him. Uh, which makes more sense because Luke's final words to Kylo in episode eight was, seal yeah, around, kid. Yeah. Well, he also said, like, he said something to the effect of, if you strike me down, you'll never forget this moment. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it was right there, JJ. What the <laughs> fuck? I would say it was far cooler for him to uh, comment about the lightsaber being tossed. 
Yeah, I would argue that not watching The Last Jedi was pivotal to <laughs> writing <laughs> writing The Rise of Skywalker. Palpatine, who is trying to steal his body, is a fake answer. You picked the fake answer of Leia, who has soundbite conversations that make little sense. It's so weird. It's so weird. She does have soundbite <laughs> conversations that make little sense, but she's not a ghost when she does it. <laughs> No, oh, she's a real person. We're just so much weirder. It's so weird. <laughs> and the correct answer is uh Han. <laughs> when he showed up on screen, I openly groaned because this is an anti-Han solo household. <laughs> I think most households should be. Um how does Leia die in this movie? Fake answers. She's sorry. Kira. Kira has been <laughs> quoting constantly the piece of behind the scenes that you told her uh, about um, how Harrison Ford was asked uh, whether he was a Force ghost or something else at the yeah. end of the scene, <laughs> and he just responded, "I don't give a shit." He doesn't care. He probably didn't even want to come back for this, movie, but he only did it because Carrie Fisher. That's why I was shocked he was there. <laughs> I'm guessing he only did it because Gary Fisher wasn't there. I'm guessing he did it because he got $3 billion. How does Leia die in this movie? Uh, fake answers. She is blown up by the First Order, this time for good. <laughs> <laughs> she force projects herself across every planet, rallying support. This is kind of from the fake episode 9. Uh Lando's job. The goal of episode 9 is... For Finn, Poe, and Rose is to find an ancient Jedi, uh, like, hologram projector that's at the bottom of the Jedi Temple in Coruscant. And they're going to mm. project Leia's... We were going to go to Coruscant? We were finally going to go back to Coruscant? Yeah, there was going to be, like, full French Revolution scenes on Coruscant. Ah! And, uh, like, it was revealed that the First Order was just blocking the signal that the Resistance was trying to send out in Episode 8. Mm. And that they were going to use this. Well, that requires that you watched Episode 8. Yeah. <laughs> they were going to uh, <laughs> um, use this old technology to get around the First Order and project uh, Leia's hologram across every planet. Hmm. Uh, and he could have done that without Carrie Fisher too. That's the fucked up thing. It's like he planned ahead. <laughs> uh, your fake answer uh, was she doesn't die and is seen smiling during the galactic wide celebration. <laughs> Honestly, would have been better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because the the true answer sucks, <laughs> which is uh completely unexplained it is it runs in the family she lay my what i wrote down was she lays down after reaching out to kylo through the force i'm literally just describing what i saw on the screen well there's no explanation no one no scientist comes on board and tells you that there's no explanation um and then i guess it it's in the Skywalker or Jedi bloodline that when you die, just your clothes remain. Yeah. Well, no, the implication, I believe, in Star Wars lore is that when a Jedi 
fades away, it means that they have the potential to become a forest ghost. Uh, okay. So I'm glad that they did it for Ben and he did not become a forest ghost. <laughs> the next trilogy, though. Uh, <laughs> it just follows Kylo as a forest ghost. So you're walking out of multiple choice with a big fat half a point. Sick. <laughs> My God, man, <laughs> if I'm coming out of this quiz with like two points, that'd be awesome. True or false? Someone says Palpatine's line from episode three. The dark side is a pathway to many abilities. Some considered to Not- be unnatural. <laughs> Not only does someone say it, fucking Palpatine says it. He's like, yes, that was the time. I can finally reuse this quote. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I killed it the last time I used it. The audience loved it. You could hear them cheering at that opera bubble thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, while we were watching that scene with the <laughs> the monk crowd. Mm-hmm. I before they showed up, I was like, "Is this just going to be a recreation <laughs> of the Yoda fight?" And it wasn't. Not. <laughs> it was a poor man's. Uh, version. It was the Josh Gad yeah. version of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Senate fight. Uh, you said true. Someone does say this line, uh, so you got the point. Good. True or false? Lando shows up with little to no explanation. You said true? Mm-hmm. Absolutely <laughs> no explanation. I, I remembered when I was watching this movie. He explains he's like, who, wait, what was that Jedi Hunter's name? Ochi. <laughs> forgive me. He and Luke. Ochi, forgive me. <laughs> For some goddamn reason, Luke decided to take Lando to go hunt down a Jedi hunter. Which, why is there even a Jedi hunter where there's so few? <laughs> um, there's uh, one. <laughs> one really public one, at least. Um, well, okay, we talked about this while we were watching yeah. the movie because we were fighting about Ochi. I guess we're talking about Ochi now. <laughs> but I just want to finish this thing about Lando. Lando shows up and he's like, well, I came here when Luke and I were hunting down Ochi. And I'm like, Lando, how many years ago was that? Why are you still on this planet? I'm doing my best. And how do you... you remember in Wally when the robot has one job? That's me. <laughs> I'm Wally. And how does he recognize these three people? He doesn't. Everyone's everyone is so ready to talk to these three <laughs> when they have no relation to like 90% of the things that are going on in this movie. My favorite part is when he makes this big reveal, like he takes off his mask, and then I'm just like, yeah, these three would be like okay <laughs> i don't they don't know who you are dude they're not going oh my god it's billy d williams i saw you on goes, i saw you on modern family <laughs> yeah. and then he goes hi i'm lando calrissian <laughs> we will west when you come out here we will ride star tours until we fucking get <laughs> the lando what <laughs> I demand it. All right. All day. If it takes all day, <laughs> you and the toilet boys. <laughs> we'll stop anyone from lining up. 
to the bathroom. True or false, one of the Force ghosts that appears to Rey in this movie is Anakin Skywalker. You never took the bait. You said false. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he doesn't show up as a Force ghost. He does show up as a voice. There's a cacophony of voices at the end of the movie. That Rey has no relation to. (laughs) No, Rey doesn't know who any of these people are. Straight up, J.J. Abrams watched (laughs) Avatar The Last Airbender, and he was like, how can I do that? (laughs) But worse. (laughs) But far, far worse. Apparently. There's a, I don't, I watched this with subtitles. So many names show up during that sequence that I don't know. (laughs) Let's see. I think there's Ahsoka you wouldn't know. One. Her name didn't show up. Uh, She is one of the voices. I know that. Um, okay. One of the voices is, uh, I forget what his name is, but he's a Jedi who dies in Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> um, and there, the other one that you mentioned when we were watching, I looked it up, a- and it was something. the blue alien lady who's killed in Order 66 <laughs> in Episode 3. JJ desperately trying to get women representation in this movie. <laughs> Using a woman character that never spoke in the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has two other very strong female characters in this. <laughs> Who would have guessed that the late Carrie Fisher would have more lines than Rose does in this movie? Can you imagine being an actor and having fewer lines than someone who was no longer alive at the time of production and it's not like they're flashbacks because <laughs> that's one thing these were miracles as jj put it true or false someone says somehow snoke has returned you said true Mm, yeah, the line is somehow Palpatine has returned. <laughs> Gotta keep it moving. Somehow Palpatine has returned. Best line of the entire movie. I don't even remember who the fuck says it's that. Poe. <laughs> Poe? Yeah. Poe definitely knows and cares about who Palpatine is. Definitely wasn't seven years old. Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. True or false, Kylo has glued his helmet back together. <laughs> you said false. Impossible, you said. It does look cooler this time. It does look cooler when he glues it together with red glue. I think, I mean, it's pretty on the nose, but it's supposed to kind of represent his, like, cracking sanity or whatever, but... Oh, just like one hour photo. <laughs> Somehow one, one hour, hour photo, photo did it you would love the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> true or false, the Knights of Ren show up for one scene and are quickly killed. You said true. It is false. I mean like <laughs> they show up in several scenes for poses. <laughs> but they definitely don't do anything. Their first time they they do do something, they quickly die. (laughs) (laughs) The first time they do anything notable, and my prediction was correct, which was they just fight Kylo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
In another world, I would fight for this point, but I like where I'm at. <laughs> I don't want anymore. Finally, uh, the screen grab question. Oh, you're walking away from true or false with three points. <laughs> three total or three from true or false? Three from true or false. All right, nice. Screen grab. You want to describe what we saw? Frankly, I did too well uh, because this, I was enraged and this was a rage that carried through the entire movie, uh, which was met by an equal amount of anxiety. <laughs> Um, but what we see is one of the first couple shots of the movie. <laughs> Even though it's, I think, the third location in the movie. <laughs> yeah. We, we're like, this planet, go! This planet, go! Exegol, now, what is it? Shut up! You see a bunch of Star Destroyers in space. We're underground. Oh, smoke tank! <laughs> It's a tank full of snow clones, which is not used in this movie. When we come back to Exegol at the end of the movie, the snoke tank is empty. They're on the loose. <laughs> Who do you think's piloted all those ships? No, that's true. All these decrepit <laughs> snokes. The Star Destroyers need pilots. Why are there a million ships? <laughs> and why were they stored underground on a planet that no one could reach without a Sith Wayfinder. <laughs> um, you said it is tank full of Snokes. You got a point. Clones are back. You got another point. <laughs> uh, this is the new First Order base where they're cloning Snokes. I gave you half a point. It's actually the base for the Final order. <laughs> when they kept saying execute the final order, I was like, is this like order 66? And it's not not order 66. Yeah. <laughs> There's just more to it than that, which is open up the secret door. <laughs> What's behind the secret door? Whatever the writer needs at that time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the writer needed, I guess, was a billion Star Destroyers. <laughs> How else are you going to create stakes? Um, <laughs> it's true. There's no way. And how else are you going to beat those stakes other than 10 million unexplained <laughs> resistance ships led by Lando Kelris here? Um, you said we see it destroyed. Not really. Uh, but you said there is a dumb ring light uh, for Snoke's Finsta and Insta, which is half true. So I gave you three points. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might use it for his Insta Finsta. They just cut that part out of the movie because, as you know, gotta yeah, keep gotta it keep moving. It going. Um. Yeah. So... <laughs> Did you uh, ask Rigoletto for the? Yes, I do toxicity have questions. toxicity questions. <laughs> I have quite a few. And hey, that's fine. Let's do those first. Okay. Unless unless you think we should do the rewatch first and then everything will be piled together with the toxicity questions. No, I think I object to some of these questions being toxic. <laughs> and I think some <laughs> Rigoletto's answers of what's not toxic <laughs> are toxic or detoxic. 
Well, this is just our opportunity to blow up Rigoletto for liking this movie. Exactly. Um, I told him I would name drop him, and he would receive the full force of our dislike. <laughs> Look, there too, Rigoletto, you're not here to defend yourself. <laughs> I had to watch this movie. Hey, everybody in the audience, I fucking left in the middle of this movie to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Did not pause it. And when I came back, I would argue I didn't miss anything. <laughs> All right, so Rigoletto's... We're going to rate you based on what Rigoletto says is toxic or not toxic. I don't give a shit. I'm, just like all my friends said, I am no longer a Star Wars fan. Let's tank this shit. All right. So his first question is, what do you think of the Force Dyad? I forgot that was a thing, but now that I'm remembering it, it was stupid and it's awful. All right. So uh, that's one part point down for you. Wes, what do you think about the Force Dyad? Did you also forget about it? Uh, I do often forget about it, but uh, I can recall it whenever it's brought up because it is an unexplained piece of lore that is thrown in at the very last second. You gotta keep it moving. (laughs) You literally just have... It reminds me of the movie... um, What is it? apocalypse no what's the apocalypto what's the michael bay movie where the oil rig people go and blow up a meteor that's coming towards oh ah shit um can't remember armageddon armageddon so there's a point where um steve buscemi just goes insane and just starts shooting all of his fellow astronauts, and someone just yells, "It's space flu!" <laughs> no, it's space dementia. Uh, they say it's space dementia. Space dementia. Fuck! I gotta watch Armageddon. <laughs> Look, he's got space dementia, and that's essentially what the Force Dyad is. It's just something thrown in to explain to to it's so unexplained Snoke's connection that yeah. it creates you could throw in any word there <laughs> so it doesn't matter you could also have not explained it and it would have made just as much of an impact <laughs> so regula said the toxic answer is to call it dumb or stupid and the non well i said that those words exactly <laughs> and the non-toxic answer is to say it's an interesting addition to the universe <laughs> it's not you're just so fucking wrong. <laughs> Had it been explained, I would give you a maybe and still probably a no. It was a retcon. What did you think of the relationship between Finn, Ray, and Poe? Um, you mean three people high as fuck on cocaine, just desperately trying to do as much as they can as possible? Yeah, I guess you could call that a relationship. <clears throat> three people that are working on their group project that's due tomorrow morning (laughs) so would you characterize your thoughts as not good or good (laughs) (laughs) how do you even define the relationship 
Like, the only reason that you know these characters know and like each other is because of what was established in the previous <laughs> movies. They don't talk to each other in this fucking movie. So I guess not good. <laughs> All right, so that's another point deduced. <laughs> Deducted. Deduced. Yes, deduced. I'm going to go drop a fucking deduce. <laughs> so the toxic answer is to say not good, and also to add on that uh, glad that Rose wasn't there. Um I think we can both say we wish Rose was a part of the group, even if I very much wish even that. if they didn't talk, it would have made more sense for Rose to be part of the group. <laughs> Rose tried to save Finn's life and he owes her nothing. <laughs> Barely talks to her. He feels nothing towards her. By the way, let's go ahead and pair Finn off with the only <laughs> other black actor in this movie that's not Lando. And then give them romantic tension, which does feel racist. <laughs> And then make that black woman related to Lando's. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, the, of course, the non-toxic answer is to say that the relationship between the three is good and also happy that C-3PO got more humor. I, yeah, it's C-3PO's best movie, but at what fucking cost? <laughs> Also, he got more humor, but any drama that character could have had in this movie was immediately stripped away. <laughs> They're like, oh, he lost his memory. That's a tragic thing that happens to human people, which in other AI-based movies is very hard to handle. <laughs> I cry every time at those movies. But let's just go ahead and give him all of his fucking memories back. <laughs> Within 20 minutes. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, we stand Babu Frick in this house. He did it, though. He got what he needed. <laughs> the one good puppet. <laughs> <laughs> when he introduces himself, my name is Babu Frick. <laughs> He's adorable. Uh, how dumb was... What was the Jedi Hunter's name? <laughs> Ochi, baby. Did Rigoletto not even know his name? Rigoletto, you're not allowed to know this. write this quiz if you don't remember the Jedi Hunter Ochi. How dumb was Ochi's Sith Blade? <laughs> now, I think we should take time to explain to listeners who haven't seen this movie what the Sith Blade was and what it served. <laughs> I did reference it earlier in this episode. Yeah, but... Quite possibly at the very but beginning. But we did not explain what it was uh, doing. So... It was a Sith blade that was centuries years old, and once you hold it up to the wreckage of the death, second Death Star that blew up thirty years ago, not the first one, <laughs> the second one, and extend the blade, it will match the the curve of the blade will match up with the wreckage, and the 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 handle will point to where the Sith wayfinder is. So, Ethan, what, what did you think about it? Uh, the design of the knife itself is pretty cool. Everything else about it sucks. <laughs> so would you say it's so dumb or fine? <laughs> Comp- you know what? Let's stack it up against the rest of the movie and just say it's fine. <laughs> All right. That's a, that's a non-toxic answer. <laughs> I just ate a crayon. That's pretty non-toxic. Uh, I thought it was super fucking dumb. Uh, 
you literally have a superpower called the Force that can just have these characters find their way to something that exudes force energy and you she found chewbacca from one million (laughs) miles away and she can't find this stupid macguffin without this ancient knife (laughs) this anachronistic time knife is this the time (laughs) knife that they talk about on the good place is the sith knife the time knife all right moving on ray and ben's kiss and ben's sacrifice for ray were these things dumb or not? They're dumb. They're so <laughs> dumb. The sacrifice itself is not dumb. Honestly, Kylo's arc in this movie is not that bad. But the romance is bad. <laughs> and I realize that JJ says it's not a romance. What the fuck else is it then, JJ? You don't just go out there kissing people out of gratitude. And if you are, you are a sexual (laughs) predator. So they don't know each other. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have to give you a point deduction uh, because (laughs) saying it's dumb is considered toxic by Rigoletto's standard. Uh, The non-toxic answer would be to say it was leading to this. It was about time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can't have a strong female character without tying them down to a man. Am I right, ladies? Ray Palpatine? Wes, no, no, you don't have anything to weigh in on the (laughs) Raylo romance. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, It's completely toxic. Uh, At no point did it seem like Ray was ever attracted to... Uh, Ben, in no way did Ben's actions redeem all of the countless evil things he has done. Um, he was a toxic figure from the beginning. He was always played toxic and... But we loved (laughs) that about him! Him giving himself up for this girl and expecting a kiss, uh, just leans into that toxicity. Nice guy culture. Ray Palpatine... Ray Skywalker, how do you feel that Ray has been brought into a Star Wars family? <laughs> it's bad. It's just bad. It didn't matter. All right. Well, you got a, a positive point because Rigoletto said the toxic answer is love that she's not nobody. Which I think is fair. Well, Rigoletto, I'm glad you got one fucking (laughs) good idea in your goddamn skull. Um, He said that non-toxic answer would be uh, that it wasn't needed for her to be related to Palpatine, but her just adopting the Skywalker name could be fine in and of itself. Yeah, that I don't give a shit about. (laughs) Like, it's her found family i guess it just didn't i mean her real her real found family is fucking finn and poe but like you could say it's the skywalkers i guess my name is rafe and (laughs) poe how great did it hear did it feel to hear luke say i was wrong and save the lightsaber (laughs) i was so furious i was genuinely angry (laughs) when that happened 
because at that point it just became a pissing match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you... It's not like <laughs> Ryan Johnson gets to make another Star Wars movie after this one. Like, you are punching back in time. Rigoletto, this is me making fun of you right now because you are never coming on the show again to defend yourself. He said the non-toxic answer is to say that it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, cool your jets, dude. <laughs> no! How many problems did this movie fix from the previous one? What problems were there in the previous one? All right, well, you got that point. There's uh, The non-toxic answer was it didn't need to fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> when you make a sequel, very rarely are there problems that need to be addressed. You have to talk about it as what it was. The fix that The Last Jedi makes to the prequels isn't really a fix so much as exploring an idea. <laughs> and finally, the last answer. How dumb was Palpatine? <laughs> Palpatine's always been dumb. <laughs> I love him. So would you say so dumb or cool as shit? <laughs> He's cool as shit. Wow. <laughs> so you got the you got the point for non-toxic answer. Wow, I think I came out of that even. Rigoletto, I'm somewhat sorry. <laughs> yeah, you actually stay on the light side. Uh, you are a non-toxic fan of Star Wars. I'm losing all of my Jedi powers. Um, I would say for Palpatine, I thought... Uh, I know a lot of St- Lucasfilm executives said their intention all along was to bring Palpatine back for this movie. Sure didn't seem like it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they didn't show their cards, tip their hat at all. <laughs> Ian McDermott, I felt like, has given plenty, plenty of better performances as Palpatine in the prior movies. Um, I think it would have been cooler if he had just been like a Force ghost, or had had been in some kind of like almost nexus that's leading, that's like a portal between the Nether world of the Force and. Or if they made it so that his brain was actually force transferred into Hux's body and he was actually Hux the whole time. And the reason that he hated Kylo so much is because he was doing far better with the dark side than Palpatine ever could. You're wasting your potential. (laughs) What doesn't make sense to me is how he claims to also have been Snoke, because we see that Snoke is clearly another entity. Uh, Brain force, (laughs) brain transfer. The only thing I'll say that was cool as shit about Palpatine in this movie is establishing that he fucks. Um, (laughs) And if he doesn't fuck, his clone fucks. (laughs) Why did he fuck? (laughs) He fucked good at least one time. So, Ethan, you how does it feel to have stepped away from Star Wars, having now being proclaimed a non-toxic fan? One more thing. Uh, we still have to talk about rewatch. No. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good on this movie. I don't think I'll ever rewatch it. <laughs> but what if the next movie makes this one retroactively better? <laughs> Seriously, I think the, the Mandalorian like a lot of people... is trying to work towards that. 
they they introduced <laughs> in the last season like what appears to be cloning chambers for maybe snoke you can't do it because the entire pace of this movie is an anxiety attack yeah. one thing i'd like to have on record is i felt the same way during this movie as i did watching punch drunk love very fair <laughs> I would say this movie was worse anxiety for me than Punch Drunk Love because I have such an established connection to the universe that I'm watching. And I had such an established connection to Adam Sandler. You hated to see him suffer. (laughs) I I just want the best for Adam. Adam, come on the show, please. All right, well, we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back and talk more Star Wars and we'll uh, finally have Ethan create a Star Wars movie rank, even though I will never do that. Um, But you can see it on my letterbox. (laughs) (laughs) The de facto ranking of the movies. And we're back. (laughs) And we're back. Uh, I would watch the Colin Trevorrow thing, but I feel like a 15 minute break is too long. I don't think it's 15 minutes. Concept. Honestly, I did like the part. Oh, shit. I I did like the part in um, this movie where uh, Ray does get a two-bladed lightsaber. I thought that was neat. It seems like the proper step with her Mm -hmm. using a staff. But we all know the real answer was to get the (laughs) three-bladed lightsaber. (laughs) So she could be stronger than any Jedi before her. (laughs) And we're back. I just watched (laughs) a brief video uh, summarizing the Colin Trevorrow script. Some of my faith in Star Wars is back. Maybe I won't cancel the series after all. Well, is it worse that they had all of this planned out and then just tossed it all out and were like, It'll be better if we just force J.J. Abrams to do it in three months. Yeah. So, like, in the press junket, it seems like everyone was shitty mm-hmm. about this. Um, Because I wouldn't want to try to make a fucking movie in three months. And I wouldn't want to perform in a movie that someone wrote in three months. It's... So a lot of people, when this movie came out, I think rightfully to some degree shit on Disney for having not created uh, like a full story arc for these three movies before jumping into them, which I think is fair. Mm. But also, like, I think what we just watched shows that it there was potential, like there are capable storytellers being able to like essentially pick up a a baton and carry something to a logical conclusion from beginning to end. Like, Mm -hmm. if you get talented enough storytellers... I don't know if you've heard of this... I don't know if I've ever talked about this uh, on the show before, but improv is a pretty crazy art form where you synergize ideas with people who are not you to create a cohesive story. And it can be done certainly not by a bunch of fucking losers going to school in chicago you dipshits you're talking to the future members of snl (laughs) 
<laughs> That's true. Those people are telling really good stories out there. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it could have been done, and it frankly wasn't. Yeah. Um. So I guess my question, my Star Wars. Now that we've completed Star Wars to a degree, you haven't seen the Clone Wars or rebels or mandalorian or the cacophony of star wars tv shows i tell you i tell you what the rise of skywalker does make it really hard to want to go and watch it does it leaves a bad taste in your mouth Mm -hmm. um the mandalorian i think walks this line where it tells new stories but also I feel like plays too much into fan service at times where it makes me groan. Boba Fett showing mm. up made me groan. They returned to the cantina on Tatooine. That made me groan. We visited Tatooine twice on that show. It's just... Yeah, but you got to see um, fucking... What's his name? What? Uh Oh... Goiter neck man. <laughs> okay, that was the only piece of fan service I ever <laughs> needed. The one made for you. I needed to see where he was now uh, and how he filled Java's shoes for his neck. Um... <laughs> he ate Jabba, but Jabba's trying to fight his way out through the neck. So... I guess let's start with trilogies. Which trilogy <laughs> speaks to you more? Which one did you find yourself enjoying most and least? It's weird because, uh, as you are aware, I only sort of watched the original <laughs> trilogy for this show. I didn't really yeah. watch it. Well, okay, and also um, you could do the spinoffs, too. Did you like just the standalone spinoffs most? Well, considering I liked them 50-50, I'm going to go with no. Which, uh, oh, yeah, we need to go over my score for the whole oh, season. Uh, on the last quiz, you walked away with uh, your... Four and a half points? No, seven points. Six and a half points. Six and a half. By far your worst. (laughs) No, wait. My worst Star Wars. Not my worst in the show. Not your worst Star Wars. You tied for worst with Solo. (laughs) Solo! So out of a possible 180, you got 80 and a quarter points. Are you getting the percentage? Doing it right now. 44%. 44%. Well, I guess I should round up. 45%. Which is about 5%. What you usually do about, I want to say, like 50-50 on our questions. Yeah, I would say on average for this show, I did okay. I would say, yeah. But if we're grading a test for life, no, I, I failed. So, yeah, what what trilogy did you find yourself liking the most and disliking most? What's weird is I find myself thinking about the prequel trilogy so frequently. 
because you and I have this thing where we talk about shows with wasted potential because there's always something in there that's a nugget of a good Mm -hmm. idea and we just want to polish that thing (laughs) until it's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And because there's stuff in the prequels that I like, I want to focus on that. Like how we watch Space Force and we know how we would fix that show. And I definitely know how they're not (laughs) going to fix that show. Because they're going to keep that character that keeps that show from being good. I would say she's not the only thing keeping that show from being good. (laughs) But she's a major component. You can't say she's not. I think the writers are standing in their own way for the most part. Oh, yeah. They refuse to make good stories. God forbid they take a stance on something. Yeah. Or just be goofy. Yeah. They had one one episode where they allowed themselves to be goofy, and it was great. One for themselves, six for the studio. <laughs> Space Force, hire me. So you're saying prequels is your favorite trilogy? It's not my favorite, because when I'm talking about Star Wars, you can't have a favorite it's not going to do you any good. And if you have a favorite, your opinion doesn't matter. So many people have watched Star Wars. Yes, you do not own it. And people are always going to fight you on what's good because everyone in the world has a different idea of what makes Star Wars good. Mm -hmm. And the things that I like about Star Wars are the commentary on what is good and what is evil, that those two things can't possibly exist and that we all live in a world of gray. And those are talked about most (laughs) in the prequels on accident. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like, if I were to sit here and to say, yeah, I'd probably give either The Last Jedi or Episode 3 or I like Rogue One, One, fuck you. uh, (laughs) I would would say that those three are, like, tied with how much I enjoyed them. And it's probably not coincidental that those three focus the most on the gray area of the Force. Mm Mm-hmm. On yeah. purpose. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, for me, yeah, I, I also appreciate storytelling that focuses on gray morality. Um, the reason why, like, I, as you'll see on my letterbox, the, the most I give a Star Wars movie is, I think, three and a half stars out mm-hmm. of five because i don't think any of these movies in particularly are like great works of cinema i think the the lore is very convoluted and often doesn't make sense like in the original trilogy even the idea that luke or vader is supposed to bring balance to the force uh they sh- george lucas seems to be operating on a separate definition of balance than i think most people uh would interpret mm-hmm. balance to be 
equal instead it's just good winning out over evil um balance would seem to imply a, a gray area but it just star wars under george lucas just never could quite get there and it's sure never going to get there with disney disney refuses to play in great well morality. disney would have to acknowledge great yeah great <laughs> morality which they'll never yeah. do because that would imply that disney is anything other than the world's greatest good in terms of entertainment exactly. <laughs> which they are um i had another thing to say uh, i lost it can't remember so rank your star wars movies you can you can go to Letterbox, but this is what everyone who has seen Star Wars is forced to do at some point or another, and it's better to do it on the safety of our podcast than with strangers. Where no one can talk back to me, and I know zero people will leave a comment. And you know what? Honestly, I'm very glad that we've built up this type of silent fan base. No one's ever got... I'm... I'm the last person who's going to hear anything about this. Wes will hear more about my opinions than I will. <laughs> and solely from Rigoletto. I was going to say, I'll get a message Saturday or Sunday like, so I have some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. We got to go bottom up. Because bottom is where the strongest feelings are in the Star Wars series. Yeah, I'm interested. What and the is top, bottom? The top is absolutely the middle ground of movies. Um, the bottom? It's Rise of Skywalker, baby. And <laughs> reason be... And I know this is, is tough. Because I always say that the worst thing a movie can be is boring. And the last thing The Rise of Skywalker is, is boring. It is absolutely not boring. I was feeling emotions <laughs> the whole time. Um, and not in the same way I feel about Punch Drunk Love where I felt anxious yeah. the whole time. I actually did feel bored sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just the level to which the last movie in a series just seems to disrespect every <laughs> single piece of it that came before it made what's interesting and Wes we talked mm-hmm. about this it made me feel like a Star Wars yeah. fan because I was so angry for <laughs> what it had done to a series I don't really even care about at the end of the day yeah I mean what we were both but you came to independently of me, but I felt immediately when I saw this movie in theaters for the first time was we both said this felt like fan fiction. It didn't feel real. Yeah. It felt like there was just a ton of wish fulfillment going on and just reading of characters that was more personal than logical. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I would say it, it ranks at the bottom for me as well because it's it just it just doesn't feel real to me <laughs> it feels like a fake movie you never feel like you're watching and the a insult movie is that it looks like a real movie <laughs> <laughs> it has the budget of a real ass movie and it's not one which almost spits in the face of the art form like 
Now, of course, if, I know there's people out there who enjoyed this movie that found emotional reactions to stuff, seeing Leia wield a lightsaber and like in that flashback where she's Jedi training and stuff. That was cool. I liked it was, that. It was cool and an interesting perspective, even though it begs the question, why did Leia even search for Luke in the first place? But <laughs> we're not talking about that. Lore consistency is the last thing you should think of when it comes to Star Wars, because not a single person making these movies ever (laughs) thought about it. So if you're coming to Star Wars for deep lore, don't. (laughs) It's not there. And that's the craziest lie of all. Right. Right. So... Got to no. keep it moving. Up next is Solo. You would rank Solo versus Attack of the Clones, huh? Uh, and here's the reason why. It's a movie I never <laughs> wanted to exist in the first place. So that tops having an incel character drive most of the movie. Um, yes. <laughs> wow. Because at least in... Attack of the Clones. There are some characters that I give a shit about. But in Solo, you can't name a single character that I, Ethan, care about. I know re- I know that some people care about Woody Harrelson's character. I've never liked Han Solo. I will never like Han Solo. Making a movie about him is the last thing I wanted. You know, Lando's okay. I forgot that he's in that movie because the movie doesn't want him to be And he's getting his own Disney Plus Because he's Plus too fun for it. Too. Is it it's Donald? Unclear. <laughs> then I don't give a it's shit. Unclear which which Lando we're getting. <laughs> I don't think that Donald would say yes. That's what I think too, which makes me scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Donald probably had such a bad time working on Solo that he wouldn't want to come back, which makes me sad for him. Yeah, but I worry about how. How can Billy D. Williams at this point in time lead a show? <laughs> Which makes me think they're not going to go for Billy D. Williams either. So they're going to pull out someone else. So the fan base is going to be furious. <laughs> they always are. This is not a change in the status quo. Or they'll quo. do what they have now established with Rogue One and with Mandalorian. And instead of just recasting roles for younger actors. No, they don't say it. with Mark Hamill, they just de-aged him instead of recasting him. Yeah. And it didn't look good. <laughs> it looked bad. It looked like like a fan-made deep fake video. <laughs> it looked okay in in The Rise of Skywalker, but that's cuz he's only on screen for half a second. But I'm I'm talking primarily in Mandalorian. They make him look like oh, he did yeah, in the 80s sure. and it does not look good. Mm, no. So next um, up, Attack of the Clones? Next up, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> no question. It's just boring. <laughs> Nothing fucking happens in that movie. Ewan McGregor does some cool shit. Barely. Barely. <laughs> Barely. Barely. <laughs> um, And then let's go... Yeah, it's probably Phantom Menace. No, wait. Yeah, Phantom Menace is next. Pod racing is cool. <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn is not cool. 
I think you got those two flipped. <laughs> um, what's next? What are the movies you in this series? <laughs> Avenger the Sith, Rogue One. Gotta New go numbers. Hope. Which is funnier that I don't know the numbers. <laughs> New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Hmm. I guess then force awakens okay the middle is difficult because the middle is always difficult um but the force awakens starts a lot of cool stuff but plays so close to episode four that it makes it questionable as to why make the movie in the first place but like all the people are charismatic the story is fine um it, it's it's a fine movie, which is why it lands right in the middle. Fair. It's inoffensive. <laughs> it's inoffensive, but not boring. Good. Um, then I still have all of the original trilogy. Revenge of the Sith, and the Last Jedi, Revenge and Rogue One. Okay. Um. I'm going to go New Hope next, which, again, I've talked about in this show. I'm sure it's a great movie. I'm sure it's great that it stands by itself. I didn't come to this series at that time period. I don't know what that's like. I know that it's part of a series, and I know that it's been parodied to death. You, it's, you, you can, as a new person, go to A New Hope and say it's one of the best things in the world, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, then I guess it's episode five, which I struggle to remember anything about at this current moment. It's where Yoda's introduced the battle on Hoth. Luke, I am your father. Right, right, right. Yes, that one's fun. There's good stuff in it. What's weird is I actually watched episode five and I only kind of watched episode four recently. I was editing this podcast while we were watching episode four. <laughs> um, and then... Got Return of the Jedi, Ooh, Revenge boy. of the Sith, Rogue One, and Last Jedi. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess... I guess the original trilogy ends here. <laughs> Um, cause I, I do, I do like episode six, which is why it's number four. <laughs> Don't fucking at me for ranking it the fourth best Star Wars movie. And not the fourth best, my fourth favorite. These are not in yeah. quality. These are in my enjoyment. The f- isn't it crazy that content creators have to put that disclaimer on any rankings video that and they make? And it still doesn't matter. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Like why, why did I even bother saying that? I know you're going to be mad at me. It's like signing an arbitration agreement. You're going to sue. <laughs> but the least you could do is sign this piece of paper. Um, yeah, and then my top three are the third movies in... No, uh, are... Uh, um, let's, let's go... Let's go with... Let's go with... Uh, um, 
Return of the Jedi at number three. Where's Revenge of the Sith? Because you said Return of the Jedi at four. Oh, okay. Um, then yeah, the the third, the third prequel. Okay, so it's Return of the Jedi. The then third prequel, Revenge of the Sith. I don't know why I like the third prequel so much. I could not tell you. I think it's because it is Anakin at his absolute <laughs> worst. And I love that little shit boy so much. <laughs> He's awful. He's fucking terrible. We actually asked some questions about uh, the grayness of morality. I don't know. I think about it all the time. <laughs> that movie's bad, but I like it. It's not a good movie. It's an incompetent movie. Yet somehow... It stays with you. You aren't a Star Wars fan until you feel uncomfortable with one of your opinions. <laughs> I don't care. I feel this way about my opinions about everything. I have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's go. Hey, both of these top two, whichever one's my number one, is going to make <laughs> a lot of people upset. <laughs> Many of you will say these should not be here. And you know what? That's why they're tied for first. <laughs> Breaking the rules. <laughs> there is no Sith. There is no Jedi. There is a tie for first place with two of many of the fans' least favorite movies. And if either of these are your least favorite movie in the world, you need to reevaluate the media that you consume. I've watched Popeye. <laughs> And the movies are? Um, Yeah, Rogue One and The Last Jedi are my tied for first place movies. Uh, Rogue One is not a perfect movie. It does have a lot of stuff that makes me think about stuff. I think a lot of fan fiction could come from Rogue One. That is cool. Are you going to check out the the Star Wars series that's coming out? Only if he gets to kiss Yaba. (laughs) Fair enough. I would watch it if he did that. Um, <laughs> and then The Last Jedi, I've talked about it. Um, it handles the themes of Star Wars that I liked the best. Uh, sure, a lot of the characters aren't characters anymore. Ray. Snoke. Um, <laughs> I love Snoke. The Last Jedi ruined Snoke, dude. He's such a good character. So cool. Um, the fight choreography is good. Yeah. Memorable fights in it. Uh, shot composition is cool. There's a lot of emotional close ups in The Last Jedi, more so than any other Star Wars movie, it felt like. Mm, episode two would like to disagree. <laughs> Although, I guess you can't really call them emotional close ups, they're just <laughs> close ups. <laughs> uh, my ranking, as per my We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet letterbox ranking, is. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is at the bottom, working my way up. Episode 2, Episode 1, so we're matched. We're the same. Um, Then I go for Rogue One. It just didn't do it for me. Which is, and you know what? Here's the proper Star Wars, here's the proper response. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Then Episode 3, 
I just can't rank the prequels too high. I do enjoy episode three, but I think I associate it more with the memories of watching it more so than the movie in itself. Ah, so uh, as someone who has a nostalgic uh, attachment to it, it does hurt it in a way. (laughs) Uh, But also, as the guy who likes a bunch of stuff ironically, it's weird that this isn't ranked higher on your list. (laughs) As a guy who likes Popeye. Hey, Popeye is ranked below episode, is ranked below Rogue One on my... (laughs) I'm not... I uh... recognize that it is... What did I give it? I gave it two and a half stars. I said it's fine. <laughs> um, then I go solo. I just enjoyed it. I don't particularly like the movie. Uh, I don't particularly like Han Solo as a character, but I enjoyed the the movie. Uh, then I go for Force Awakens. Then New Hope. Then Return of the Jedi. Then Empire Strikes Back and The Last Jedi. Our lists aren't too dissimilar. Although I guess if you have someone shepherding you through a movie series, it's quite possible that your opinions could be shaped by theirs. Exactly. (laughs) And I will acknowledge that for people who don't like Wes's opinions and now don't like mine. I feel like I didn't shape your opinions too much. If anything, I went into the prequels feeling much worse about them. And I came out of it having a different, having reconsidered (laughs) them a bit more. You were far more positive on them than. I have no reason for negativity in my life. (laughs) I. (laughs) Just a health choice is what you're saying. It's a it's a holistic thing I'm going for. Look, when I'm out there in the world talking about enjoying anime in any way, shape, or form and having to talk about it to many of my friends who could not give less of a shit about it, my battles are fought <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> Fair enough. And as someone who is a lifelong Star Wars fan... I am done fighting for these movies. <laughs> They're not worth fighting for. They're fun in a yeah. personal way. Take what you want from them. Never let other people... Unless you're doing something morally abhorrent and disgusting, you don't have to defend your opinions for liking stuff. Unless it's episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> which is absolutely morally objectionable. <laughs> Is that true? If you like Star Wars Episode Nine, and then it makes you feel emotional, that's completely valid. I'm not here to ruin your emotional journey. If you learn things about yourself watching Episode Nine, leave them in the comments and tell me how important it was to you, so I can fucking roast you. We'll be back next week with a special guest episode. <laughs> No, we're not. <laughs> we'll be back next week with a special episode that I didn't know would be happening or not. Uh, it's it's complicated. Ethan's finally going to be subjected to the movie, first movie that I watched when I was having uh, wine during wine o'clock. Uh, 
Now, do I? Does it have to be wine <laughs> o'clock for me to enjoy this movie? Because I'll die. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like. Um, so I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast already, but what I'm going to go ahead and do is what I did when somebody came to visit me in college and wanted to play drinking games, but I don't drink. I'll just drink a whole bunch of dairy milk from a cow. So I'll feel unpleasant. Just drink, drink like sparkling grape juice or something like that. That sounds nice. Uh, special thanks to uh, Brandy and Samira for bringing special grape <laughs> juice to my house, which I drank like a water bottle because I was too lazy to go to my kitchen and get and water. Fuck you both for not bringing it to me. Uh, so we'll be quizzing <laughs> Ethan on It's Complicated, which I'll have to review my quiz to see if I remember answers. But, uh, and then we'll return with Joey, uh, from the American Journal of Losers podcast. From Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Joey Wheeler will be joining us to... From the American Journal of Losers. Go check out their show. I have a fun time with it I have every yet week. to listen, but it's not personal, Joey. I just have not been listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, and he'll be quizzing us on what movie? Um, so I Married an Axe Murderer. A movie I know literally nothing about. I don't think I've ever even really heard of it. I think it might have to do something with marrying an axe murderer i don't buy it it's complicated <laughs> it's complicated you've been listening <laughs> to the game show we ain't seen nothing yet ethan came out to be turned out to be a non-toxic star wars fan even though he knew <laughs> nothing about it uh coming with 45 percent uh total uh prior knowledge about the saga the skywalker saga how upsetting is it that it's called the skywalker saga now? very upsetting <laughs> honestly that the last one is called the rise of skywalker is very upsetting you mean when you buried two of them in the ground follow us on facebook or probably not uh or on twitter at we ain't seen it on twitter you can follow ethan at powerful goose and at on letterbox at egeese and you can follow me at Baby Westwe on Twitter and Letterboxd. And remember, Ochi, forgive me! <laughs> Bye, Ochi. Bye. Bye, Ochi. Bye.